Pinatas. Pinatas. All right, when last we left, you killed the first set of spirit things and sent the big bad that I had planned through a portal. Hey, now, it's off to on its own magical Bill and Ted's excellent adventure of giant bone worm. Wait, that was the big bad? Yeah. No, it was just one of. <laughs> I mean, he's going to live his best life wherever he ended up. And, and to be fair, you totally have story tokens, Mr. Dungeon Master. Oh, hold on. We got to get our... Like one flipped over from the other yeah, side of the board. Oh my god, Troy, really? Yeah, start of every session, we get one. That's how it works. It's to encourage us to actually burn them doing shit. We haven't burned any. We will. You burned like three and 15 minutes one time, Marius. Yeah, that was like 20 sessions ago, though. I'm pretty sure that was to, to one up somebody, if I remember correctly. Who were you trying to one up? I think it was you, Irv. <laughs> Dude, I don't think it worked though, did it? I don't think it worked either. I think it was in relation to the napkin. I really wanted that damn napkin that oh, polished yeah, everything. Stealing it. Right. And I couldn't do it. So whatever. Let's move on with life. God, you guys need to drop it. Could have just asked. Alright, so we had ended the combat encounter with murder. So, Yutiru retracting his floating spines back to himself and turning away from the after image of the spirit that he nuked into oblivion. Peers back and checks on his companions. No. Well, you are all well, yes? No blood? Aye. Uh, Alistair would point towards the walls. We have problems with the lights. Ehrlich would um, amble over to examine the rooms. All right, give me a rune check, Mr. Rune Master, at a three purple difficulty, please. What can you discern from the glowing lines on the wall? Are they more than just Tron lights? They are not. Oh, you didn't do that right. That well. wasn't my role. That wasn't my role. My mouse is acting fucky. Hold on. I don't know. That looks like a pretty fantastic role. <laughs> hey, three successes, zero advantages. All right. So these runes are very interesting. So at, at their base level, they're a communication device, right? You, as you might have imagined. You're able to infuse a bit of energy or magic into them to send messages almost like Morse code, essentially. So that's their primary function. But they're also some type of uh, power conduit as well. So first layer is communication, second layer is power, right? So something is can it's bi-directional power, so something can be fed through it or fed into it. So in theory, if a spirit knew how and had the, had the know-how, they could actually draw energy from these runes on the walls as well. So it's almost like wireless charging for your cell phone, right? Only for spirits. So it's got communication, it's got power, and then there's a third layer in there, which is basically detection, right? So that this they know exactly the spirits who are if they're connected to this know exactly where you are. 
because they can, it's basically like permanent sensors in the walls. All right. So as Ehrlich is examining this, Yatiro is going to hover by him and just open his jaws ever so slightly like he's considering biting it. Ehrlich would look at him and be like, go ahead. It effectively, it, it emanates spiritual energy. It should, should help you. Hmm. They can draw energy from it, and they, they can um, push energy through it. Hmm. Actually, uh, let, let us not reveal this yet. I have plan. Yes? Br- Br- Brutus would be licking the runes on the other side of the wall at the urging <laughs> mimic. Super mimic. Uh, yes. Chukorg. Uh, uh, goes over, walks over, saun- saunters over to uh, uh, one of the corpses and uh, it's pilfering it. <laughs> so they have the improvised weapons that they kind of pulled out of the wall. Um, so you are welcome to loot any of those weapons that were that they used that they pulled out of the wall. So basically they had a mace. One of them had kind of like a club with spikes on it, um, kind of, you know, up and down it. Um, another one just had, another, another one was a club. Yeah, so there was two clubs, the mace, and it kind of like a, kind of like a, the stabby one, the one that poked. I can't remember who into the ground. So there's kind of one that stone with a spike on the end of it. I'd like to fill for the mace. <laughs> Right. You notice they're heavy, right? They're not light because they're made out of the stone of the wall. So uh, it is—it's definitely a heavy instrument. But you're—you're strong—you're a strong boy. You can handle it. Hey, look what I got! As Chukork uh, swings it around, Chukork, you're, you're going to hurt yourself and uh, others. Yes. Ah, uh, that's the idea. So wait, wait. Ehrlich hasn't shared what he found out with the rest of the team yet, yeah? Right. He just simply noticed Yatira and was like, yes, you, you can bite the wall. It does, it does spirit sure. things. He would share the information with the rest of the team. Okay, because I was going to be like, what Alistair would ask, what, what happened? So we know now. Mr. Reyes's interesting question, yes? How do we disable this, and when should we disable it? Uh, here's your answer. We need to move. Well, they know where we are regardless. It doesn't matter if we move fast or slow. When they're ready to be here, they'll be here, because they know where you are. He would turn to Etir and say, Could you make another portal for another creature if that comes barreling out of the gun? Uh, Chukork starts walking off. In which direction? Uh, west. So you're going to the east? Uh, uh, north. So you run into a wall? Uh, no, there's actually a passage to the north of us. 
Okay. I'll be over there. Adventure awaits. I was okay. Chukork yells. So go ahead and do your thing. I'll wait on Yelling? you. Yelling? Oh god. Uh, damn right. Hmm. It's like echoing up the hallway. Oh, right. How about this? You all go with Chukorga, and uh, I will see what I can rig to the other runes, yes? How about we all move forward, as opposed to one of us just staying here like an idiot? They know where we all are. If you just stay here, that means that they could move people down any one of these corridors, and suddenly you're being attacked by 45 of these things. All right, we will keep moving. If we wish to, to pause and, and try to break this thing, let's pause and try to break this thing. Otherwise, we should all move forward together. Hmm. Well, let's move forward then. Hallway, you just gonna you have to yell at the hallway. What was that, Nerf? I'll wait, but somebody's gonna have to yell up the hallway. Stop me. Here are size and like snakes around the corner and darts after two cork. <laughs> You're a little bit muffled, Troy. That's the body headset. Ehrlich would, would go and pick up um, Mimic Burtis, who's continuing to try to lick at the wall. Who's taking up the back? That's an important question to answer. Uh, I guess Alistair is. Thank you. <laughs> All right, so with Chukorg uh, kind of leading us to the north here a bit, the pathway, this kind of wall is different here. Uh, in this kind of section, it looks like there was a natural cave-in uh, at some point, probably within those who you who are geology buffs uh, within the last month or two. Because um, there's definitely some debris around this. And as a reminder for scale, um, the ceiling is about 20 foot high in most areas. Uh, and then as you get towards this kind of the center section here, it vaults up and it goes up about... 120 feet, you can kind of see it start seeing it gradually grow up. And the wall here is not like the other flagstone wall, right, where it has the sensors and everything. This kind of a dark spot. Um, and you can see that there, the walls have been um, bolstered with some, you know, wood pylons on each side to kind of hold the roof up in places. And it looks like it's been recent. Um, you also notice that the wood supports aren't exactly the highest quality necessarily. It looks like some of them actually vary in quality quite quite heavily. So just kind of note that as you kind of walk by. Um, and as you kind of get towards the center, uh, you see that just kind of this huge crystal structure kind of going up into the ceiling where it looks like as you kind of come towards this center area, that 120 feet up, like you see um, almost like tone sounding crystals like kind of rotate up. So like you see like light run up the crystals all the way up the ceiling. And as they do, it kind of makes like a toning noise, like a do, 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 all the way to the top. And then it spirals back down. Uh, you're not sure what's exactly feeding the energy of those crystals, but there is definitely something interesting about them. Ehrlich would walk over to a crystal and poke it with his staff. 
poking a crystal with a staff uh, will cause the crystal to, I mean, as soon as you start poking it a little bit with your staff, like it, it starts to give, right? It's not, it is not a very strong crystal. Wait, so it's plastic, like texture? Yes. Oh, it's made out of jello. Ehrlich would start looking around, like, on the edge of the crystal, quote-unquote, to try to find some kind of runes. Chukor grabs a hold of one and begins tugging. It comes right out, Chukorg. Uh, Chukor <laughs> would like to pocket it in his satchel. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, as you pull it out of the wall... Um, and Ehrlich, as you're examining this for runes, uh, as the as the one is now missing from the set, you hear the doo-doo-doo-doo, and then there's a silence, and then all the crystals start turning red, running up to the ceiling. Look, Yatiru, as Chukork holds the crystal up above his head. Yatiru... Covers his face with a claw. Shukork. Uh, do, do you need to be restrained from touching all the things, yes? Uh, that's why we're here, right? Ehrlich would, would put his finger against the crystal, uh, crystal that's there and just put a little bit of arcane energy into it to see what would happen. As you do... Um... Like, as you put energy into it, you see the crystal actually kind of uh, form almost what you consider a set of triple eyes, like one on top, two on the bottom, as energy rolls into it. And the eyes just kind of morph, and then the crystal starts to almost go gelatinous entirely. And then it kind of plops, almost similar to how Mimic works, uh, down. And then you watch as it makes a noise, and all the crystals above start to splash into this liquid form going up the ceiling. Ehrlich would back up. Yatiru is going to back up with him and then teleport Chukork immediately out of the, like, the center of the room. Moments after the teleport fires, um, they all start flushing down from the ceiling. You just see this huge mass of spirits or whatever the things are, kind of like splashing against the floor, splashing, and they start building bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And now all of a sudden, in this area, which is, I mean, as a reminder, this is about 100, meter, 100 yards across. So, I mean, this is almost a football field length. About a 20 by 30 meter cube is now standing in, it in the middle of this, and its eyes are looking every direction all at once as all these little things have combined, and you feel the entirety of the structure around just kind of shudder for a moment as this weight of all this splats just continually raining from the ceiling just builds this huge cube. Alistair would yell, what did you do? 
Yutiru, I think this thing is somewhat spirit. Do you want to try to communicate with it, or do we just go? No, we might as well try diplomacy, yes? Alistair would shout in the background again on the other side of the hallway, What did you do? It was Chukorg! Alright. Yatiru cautiously approaches. Oh shit. <laughs> Wait, is it a crystal or is it a mushroom? Whatever it is. Use your imagination. <laughs> That's a cube, right? That is a very big cube. So it's a slime. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wait, you're going to tell me you don't have a slime in that there pouch there, sir? I actually don't, which is really weird. <laughs> huh. This is upsetting. We need to invest in a slime token. If I find you an image, can you upload it? <laughs> yes. I found the perfect one. Hold on. So what were you doing, Yuturu? I am waiting for the image first so we can properly visualize this exchange. Okay, very well. And also watching the lightning flashing outside the window. <laughs> I don't know if we want some light uh, Photoshop on this. Like, I can whip out MS Paint and we can make it. we can make it appropriate if you feel, but I think this is appropriate. Look, we're not going to have any MS Paint masterpiece better than our Chew Cork picture, so... Oh. I know, it's just, it, just spice it up. Coco knows what Oh, no, that, that, is, that is perfect. That, that absolutely works. <laughs> Look at that fucking menacing smile. <laughs> Wait, we should have drawn... We, we should have drawn eyes, uh, mean eyes on it. <laughs> this is this more is terrifying. <laughs> It, it, it can still be smiling, but if it has little eyebrows, it looks like it's ready to butt rape us. Slimes are not constrained by our emotions. Do we get a new slime? Oh, All right, so I like that. It's nice. So now that we have this abomination before us, <laughs> our own <laughs> abomination is going to float over to it and begin trying to communicate with it on a very basic level. Mimic or mimic. Good job, Mimic. Mimic, Mimic Brutus would follow Yaturu. Sybil tries to offer it a bottle of wine. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Um, all right. So we got several things going on here. Um, first off, Sybil, how do you offer it wine? Like, are you are you like literally just holding out the bottle? Yes. Okay. And, 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 and asking it if it wants to try it. As you kind of approach it and offer it the bottle, like it, it slowly, part of its gelatinous cube kind of reaches out in, a, in its square form. It's not like a hand or anything. And just kind of slowly starts grabbing onto the bottle. And then it, as soon as it like has like a decent hold around it, it like whoosh, sucks it in hardcore uh, into its inner chambers. Awesome. Now I can say that I've gotten slime drunk. <laughs> Achievement unlocked. 
So how are you going to attempt to communicate? So you're going to try to communicate it on a basic level, you two. Like, what does that look like? Radiated emotions, then radiated tones. So remember that scene from like Close Encounters of the Third Kind? Mm-hmm. Now, yes, it is the flashing lights and tones. We're okay. starting at the most basic level because it has eyes and it probably acknowledges vibrations in the air and the emanations of emotion. So he's testing the limits of its intelligence to determine if it's a hive mind, a singular entity, or just their slime. <laughs> it is it, able it, to mimic the colors that you kind of put forward, right? As you kind of emanate your, your various colors, it's able to, in, in, a, in a limited fashion, mimic them. And it happens all at once, right? Uh, it is not individual. It is, it, it's like you're changing the color of a light bulb all at once. It, the entire thing changes. It, again, it's not full reflection. It's a pale reflection, so it's not like perfect color. But it is able to attempt to mimic what you do. It doesn't seem to respond much to the tones. All right. Can Yatiru get this thing's temperament out of that? Um, well, based on the fact that it sucked down Sybil's bottle, um, and its general temperament seems to be one of consumption. Like it, wait, 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 it wants wait, wait. <laughs> Does it become red like wine? It did not. It, well, as far as you can tell, the bottle is still intact within it. It has not broken the bottle. Wait, is it reacting to colors or tones? Colors. Okie dokie. Alright, so taking advantage of its desire to eat things and its previous desire to be inert. Yatiru is going to attempt to coerce it back into being inert. All right, how do you plan to do that? Raw willpower, thinking it into inertion. All right. Transposing the thought into its mind, if you will. Mm hmm. All right, what is the difficulty of psychically dominating the hive mind? Let's go. I think that would be three red. Interesting. Because there are so many of them. So I think it's hard, but there's a chance of it going very wrong because it's a hive mind. Don't piss off the overmind! Interesting. Oh, shit. How did you manage it? Oh, hold on. I had to triumph. Yes? So, since I had successes, three successes, two threats, and a triumph, I'm going to assume I pull this off, and we'll see what the threats are. Yep. So, as you kind of dominate the will at first it resists uh, but then you can kind of see it, it starts to break down into its individual components a little bit kind of go inert and then it starts starts kind of it's like jello wobbling a little bit jello wobbling a little bit and then it just kind of stops temporarily and just kind of goes inert 
you see the the bottle inside shatter, the wine bottle inside shatter, and little streams of wine kind of making their way through the entirety of this creature. Um, and you, it almost it almost looks it's interesting because like jumps from individual to individual into individual, uh, almost like blood pulsing through a artery. Um, but then it eventually just kind of like changes the color to the red of the wine and then just kind of subsides down. I'm going to take one of those threats and fill in the, one of the sections of this clock. And then the other threat is that that is not it is inert for now, but that may not be forever. Unless you do something right, more permanent. Well, I suppose that's what the triumph is for. So, is that what you'd like to use it for? I consider that a reasonable thing since I can't burn it on just like turning back the clock of doom of unknown function. So, uh, all right. How do you how do you how do you permanently inert it, or at least long term inert it? This is a challenge, isn't it? I guess what I'm going to do is probably teleport each individual, like, one by one, teleport each of the individual, like, slimy bits, the individual entities, into sort of, like, spaced out lines along where we came. So they're not really close enough to synergize with each other, they're just kind of there. Actually, more specifically, I, I would line it on the other side, wrapping around the corner, but not going like, and then sort of going across the walk and then back around. So, see what what is the ping button? Uh, tab pings. There we go. And now it may rest inert and drunk. At the very end, when you just about run to the slimes, you will teleport the one that Chukork took and add it to the slime line. Wait. Alright, you're roboting a little Irv. Yes. And Jatiro's doing his usual housekeeping of trying to keep his companions from doing stupid stuff. So, yes, he is removing the threat and Chukorg is carrying. Once that is finally done, Jatiro will sort of lazily drift in a circle around the chamber, inspecting it. And then sort of linger at the uh, eastern edge of it. You said uh, it goes towards where the uh, valley is, so it is uh, likely to be short. Do we want to check through here first? Uh, let's go plunder it. 
Oh, we're going. We're going to the east. Yeah, we gotta plunder this section. Alistair is way ahead of you. <laughs> As you guys, you guys, guys kind of make your way down the hall to the east. Uh, you notice that there's a cave-in uh, not too far. You're not sure if, if there are things on the other side of it or not. There isn't any light, light leaking through. Obviously, again, as a reminder, you get, this is uh, naturally dark. Everything's dark except for the, the runes on the wall. Uh, the runes extend into this area, so there are, that is that same power. Um, but you notice as you kind of come to kind of a, a crossroads here that there is a kind of a central pattern, a swirl pattern, kind of inlaid into the floor connected to the walls that kind of just looks almost like a spring in its, in its connection. And then it connects all four points in the wall. Like so. Alistair, if you stand on that, it'll open the doors. It's two quarter points. The grand. Uh, you're, you're suggesting we stand on it. You're suggesting that you should stand on it. Oh, I'll go do it then. Jeez, as Trugork pushes Alistair aside as he goes to stand on the the obvious trigger that will open the doors. All right. All right. Marius, what were you going to do first? Uh, So Alistair is going to do one of those trip the person and grab them by their cape or back like their shirt and try to throw Chukorg backwards. Chukorg, you're going to try to, you, you start you start feeling yourself falling forward. Are you going to try to self-correct or are you going to go with the flow and go backwards? Absolutely. Just going to go whichever direction momentum is taking me. So uh, Alistair definitely grabs Chukorg by the collar and yanks him as hard as he can to chop, toss him to the back of the group. Flies backwards a little bit. All right, Irv, describe it. Uh, How does the chew cork fly? Uh, very heavily. Like a, a, a weighty, weighty grace. Tiru watches Chukork sail past and then drifts up over to Alistair. It may be best to have a Erlich look at that first, yes? Uh, agreed. Rune Master. Erlich is mildly surprised that you guys didn't just bumble into this, walks over and starts trying to examine the runes. That would have stopped him. Alistair just had a more effective means of doing so at the cost of now having a possibly greasy hand from like whatever quality of shirt Chukorg is wearing. Yeah, no, I think I'm pretty sure got wizard robes on. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. You, you did partially wash in the lake. Forgot about that. All right. Yeah, yeah, he's cleaner than average. He's cleaner than average. Don't touch his skin. What's the, uh, what's the difficulty, Kay? It's uh, two purples and a red. Uh, does everybody mind if, like, I low- decrease the size of all of our tokens? Because it's a little goofy yeah, dealing with these corridors. It definitely seems a little bit high, harmless uh, dwarf mechanism. 
is <laughs> You're always the one complaining that I make the rules too easy. Too easy for difficult things. <laughs> one success and four advantages. Uh, it appears to be a mechanism that opens the doors. <laughs> Ehrlich would open all the doors at once using his advantages. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> As the doors open uh, to the north, you hear immediate screeches and skitter scatters of spider legs as you appear to have opened some type of animal pit. Ehrlich has control of the door, so he would close that door. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good use of one of those advantages. (laughs) Uh, To the south, uh, the door also opens, uh, and again, it's it's fully dark down there, uh, and you don't hear anything immediately emanating from the area to the south. Uh, Alistair's going to roll another stealth roll. Okay. Is this average difficulty? Yep. All right. Alistair's stealth is three and one green. So let's get rid of this red. Get rid of this green. One failure, five advantages. Can I re-roll? Sure. Much better. I have now become one with this dungeon. All right. right. What are you going to use the triumph for? So the triumph is so I can go sneak into this room before anybody actually notices that I've gone full stealth mode. And I am going to loot whatever the fuck is in there with nothing capable of detecting me. So mm-hmm. I, I walk in. Is there any? Do I need to do like an observation roll? I guess that's probably fair. Yep. <laughs> All right. What's observation? <laughs> Perception three. Yeah. All right. Against average difficulty. Uh, this is actually going to be one purple, one red. Spicy, spicy. Fucker. One success, zero advantages. All right. You enter the room. Uh, This appears to be, as you kind of get into it, the the ceiling kind of lowers more to a a more of a regular height, height ceiling. And it appears to be some type of almost like a workshop area. Uh, there are a couple of benches kind of scattered about with various um, plans, paper documents on them. Uh, and as you kind of enter, at first you don't notice it, right? Um, but as you're kind of stealthing around, kind of getting close to one of the benches, it's almost like a trick of the light, right? Um, at first you don't see it, and then you do. The papers kind of shuffle, like right in front of the in front of the table you're about to go check, and, and then you step back and you kind of like tilt your head left and right or whatever, and it's uh, uh, there is some type of creature in the dark, literally feet away from you. It hasn't noticed you because you are in awesome stealth mode, but there is definitely something right at that bench. And as you kind of attempt to peer through the room, you think there may be other ones too. 
Is there anything that I can obviously loot without being detected? Um, anything that of value that you feel like would be on the workbenches? There, there appears to be a creature nearby it. So oh. fair. All right, Alistair's gonna double back, and he is going to, in a very hushed voice, uh, bid Ehrlich to close that door for just a moment. Now, I imagine Ehrlich has no idea that I've left, so this might startle Ehrlich. The reaction wouldn't go through Ehrlich. He would look to Alistair, but um, uh, Brutus would bark. Close the door! Close the door! Does Ehrlich close the door? I was waiting to see if Kay was going to say anything. But yeah, he closed the door. As the doors close, you know, you obviously opened them moments ago. Now they're closed. You hear kind of a a screeching noise on the other side, like somebody is annoyed that their work has been disturbed yet again. You know, much like you might expect, you know, as if, you know, making loud noises around people. Annoys workers. (laughs) It's so so relatable. So, so Alistair is going to explain uh, to the now that the door is closed and there's relative safety, what he just encountered. Admitting that there's anything of value on any of those workbenches. Well, maybe not admitting, but definitely embellishing and making sure that he's under underplaying their inherent value while trying to maybe play up a couple details so that there's still a general interest. If there's nothing worthwhile in there, let's move on. We have other things to do. No, no, no. no. I'm going to roll deception then. (laughs) I need need people to believe that there's something worth doing in there. I think you could be honest. I mean, I don't think that's a deception. I think you're honest. If there's something of value in there, whether that be even something small, unless you're going to try to lie about what it actually is. Well, I didn't really figure out whatever it was. So, yeah, whatever, uh-huh. fine. There's, there's, there's clearly things on the workbenches. It might help us. We should probably do it. If, if I may. What, what if, if you allow me to go here, you open the doors just a little tad, and I check. I'm not bothered by the darkness like the rest of you, yes? It's not about the darkness. Again, there are creatures in there. I mean, if you want to go in there and sort of try to brave it, I mean... Uh, Not going in. Looking for a cracking door from distance, yes? Can the door be partially opened? that, That is the question, yes. Uh... Great voice in the sky. Can the door be partially open? <laughs> Shouldn't you be asking the person who has control of the door? He's going to obviously be looking at Ehrlich as soon as that question is brought up. So, I mean, uh, th- this is one of those things. Is, is this so sophisticated? Like, it's a garage door opener where you can stop it midway? Or is this, like, generic elevator door where you cannot stop it midway? Or like you would uh, feel and intuit from based on the controls that it 
you're sending a, a surge of power through almost like an on-off toggle, essentially. The door is either open or closed. However, I could probably send energy through it in order to open it and then try to close it. That would give you at least some time to peek in. If it makes a loud noise again, it, it is not worth it. Well, if it, I mean, these things may already be on the other side of the door waiting regardless. Hence why should we should be ready to rush them. As as Alistair looks at Chukor very earnestly. <laughs> All right, Alistair, how about this? You stay in the front of me over there, yes. You know Chukor as well. Chukor, you ready your crossbow, yes. Shooty, shooty. All right, now, Alistair, I will provide you with another shield, yes? If they come charging through the door, you bash them, yes? Ideally. Good. Why, why wouldn't Chukord use his newly acquired weapon? He can bash them if they come close. It is just... It's not that wide of a doorway, yes? All right, Chukord... With this big, heavy mace, begins swinging it, using his full body weight to spin it in a circle, and he's going to launch it into the room. Try to hit one of these guys. You're launching into the door. Door's not open yet. Does that mean? Does that mean Shukor possibly destroys the door? Is Shukor paying attention to the fact the door is closed? He is not. So you're okay. ready to throw it. So somebody might want to open the door. Ehrlich would open the door. All right, now before that happens, I would like to see. Use those eyes of mine. Gaze into the launches wonderful this thing into the room the second that door opens. All right, Kay, should I give a roll for trying to catch that the teleport magic? If you're actually going to do that, yes. Yeah, I think that's actually worth doing first. His oh, okay. vigilance is high enough that he would notice that shit, so... What roll do you need? Shit. Hmm? We're being attacked by a robo-scaven? Are you trying to catch the maze? Yes. Yeah, so are we bashing? Are we bashing rats? You're gonna bash a rat. You're gonna prevent that. I want to scout first. I'm scout over a bunch of dead corpses. Huh, fine. You know what? If you're fast enough with it, then instead I will have Yuteru shield up Alistair as he was originally stating that he was going to do before asking for the door to be opened. Alright, Commander. Tell him the difficulty, and then I'm going to tell you why it should be harder. <laughs> to to, sh- nah, to I, shield? Oh, not to shield. Sorry, or if you're getting a free pass on this, I'm just focusing on barriering up our lizard. Alright, go ahead and roll the barrier, uh, and then we'll have Chukorg's mace go through. All right, I'm doing this point blank. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I'm going to say it's going to be add defense and empowered. 
Okay, so you're so, looking for five purples? Yep. Okay. Five successes, one advantage. Wowza. All right, how does it look? Yatiru Yen's glowing from his cool blue to a sort of uh, almost like uh, verdant viridian there. And Alistair is infused with that viridian light once more. Sort of shimmers about him and then sort of fades into like a bare sort of radiance, like a low powered LED. He is protected, right. possibly very protected based on that role. Yeah, I'd say so. And right as that is finished, Itiru notices Chukorg's whirling and notices the flying club and just readies a counter spell. <laughs> all right, so that is all of my pre-buffing actions. Let's go. All right, roll initiatives! I like rolling initiatives. It's my initiative skill. It is a skill, right? Uh, so you, if you're prepared to do an attack, then that is usually um, coordination. Uh, if you're not, then... Um, I said I, an attack before the door was even opened. Yeah, yeah. So coordination. You also have a cool... It's based. On, it's kind of based on cool. So Let's see, I've got decent cool. Can we choose? Like yes. yes. Okay. Okay. And unless it's unless it's a scenario where the enemy has the drop on you, then you have to. It, it gets determined for you. So yeah, coordination because I'm definitely prepared for this attack. That didn't work. Oh, that stinks! Come on. <laughs> oh, what'd you just do? Alright, hold on. I guess I got one success and two advantages. Is it calculating your dice on the table, or is that mine? It shouldn't count them, should it? Not the ring. Let, yeah, let's, let's, let's read. I got two successes, two advantages, and one triumph. Two successes, two advantages, and a triumph. All right, so you'll have opportunity to go first. PC slots. Oh, ah. So one success and two advantages is 1.2. Mm-hmm. I think that button's working for me. Someone read that. Uh, which one is yours, Irv? The five, one, and seven. 
Yeah, that's uh, that's two successes, two advantages, and a triumph. Oh, okay. See, that was on the card before, and it. Uh... Okay. Hmm. Just bump to that like that. Has everybody got their roll in? I don't think Sybil, have I heard your roll yet? I'm staying on the hallway. Do I need to add mine? I'm guessing you're going to probably, enjoy, unless you're going to completely ignore this combat, you will probably want to have it at least as a backup. Come on, give us your PC slots. Alright, I'll, um, I'll roll. Hold on. Where? What it's do I one need? yellow and Five advantages. All right. All right. And what should I roll for this? Uh, if you're responding, you could roll cool. You could roll discipline. I guess discipline is the way to go. There is no cool when you are constantly being bothered by mortals stepping on things they shouldn't. Well, it's kind of like keeping your cool, right, under pressure. So, I mean, there could be arguments, but... Not that much. Three success, three advantage. Point total, 31. Make sure I do I have all the PCs now. One, two, three, four, five. Okay. I'm just going to get this last NPC on there. Why Marius, why did you say there was no loot in here? All right. So, Mace goes through the door. You hear terrible, awful noises coming from the other side. It sounds like something has died. And it's just like, it is hurting. All right. True Korg, having just released the, the mace, starts yelling, Go, 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 now, now, now. And then begins rushing into the room. Crossbow at the ready. So you're swinging your re- maze and you have the crossbow at the ready somehow. Well, I, you know, when you like chuck, you chuck the maze, and I like staggered back, and then I draw my crossbow and get it ready. And we're gonna rush in. You know, it's like when you you got the guy with the sledgehammer that knocks the door down, and then you all rush in. All right, so I guess my question is, if Chukork hits something, do we calculate damage for that fro mace? I have. All right.
But wait a minute, where are we? We're outside the door. I meant in initiative, because the first three slots are NPCs. You guys had surprise, so... You guys will have a chance to do something, and you had several triumphs, so you'll have a chance to do something before we actually roll into initiative here. All right. Take a chance, roll the dice. Um, How big is this room? Is this room, like, to scale of everything else, so it's like a football field? Yes. Okay. Unrelated note, is the mechanical in the room supposed to be huge? Because I kind of was scaling down everybody's tokens to actually, you know, fit on the map so we could move them. I mean, it's definitely bigger than the spirits and bigger than you guys, yes. But I wouldn't say it's like mech. It's not like Godzilla mecha or anything. Okay. Also, it's now Bonnie 5. <laughs> Very well. All right. So is anybody, a couple of you guys got triumphs. Anybody want to do anything before we roll into initiative here? All right. Reach the room. So, in typical Alistair fashion, uh, Al- Alistair is going to attempt a ranged throw of his greatsword. So we are we are aiming to impale one of these targets. It, and and in good rat bashing fashion, I'm aiming at the rat. All right. The red eyes turn towards you, light up green, and they kind of flip between green and red as it changes his dark vision. Chuck, your weapon. Uh, Remember to boost die. Rejoice. Rejoice. Um, This would be ranged heavy, I guess. Does everybody get a, uh, a an action, or is it just the people that rolled triumphs? Be the triumphant people first, yep. Alright, so... What's the difficulty to hit this thing? Uh, so you're at a range of about probably two purple, maybe three purple. Yeah, probably three purple. Um, for range, it's big, so I won't impose any penalties on that, but it also has a range defense of two. And adversary one, so it's two black and a red. Goddamn. It's the giant rat that makes all of the rules. So, as Alistair holds this, bash the rat! He does a battle cry. That doesn't look good. Hey, hey. Uh, that's a wash. Ah, no, it was a success. You totally hit something. Hey, are low numbers better than high? I don't know. Yes. I don't actually know that the numbers translate to the symbols correctly or not. All right. You hear the scream of the rat machine as your greatsword hits true. Um, And then for a threat, it is now focused 
on the hallway and begins its charge. I have an idea for this. When we get to PC slot, if if everybody's okay with that. Did you get a triumph? No. Like he said, when we get to PC slot. slot. Oh, okay. Bingo. All right. Here we go. So NPC numero one hides behind the section door, begins casting his magic. Can I try to counterspell that? You may. It's a black die for that, right? Yep. No counter spells today. All right. You notice that all around the Bonnie Five, uh, it, a glow kind of emanates around Bonnie Five. Uh, and, and there's a light green hue surrounds the outside of the machine, and its blue sections start to light up more bright blue. And go to the next NPC slot. This guy is just going to do a rush to behind the door, around that area over there. And you don't see what he does. And we go to the next piece, NPC slot. And that guy is going to move. Wait, did these things just roll ridiculous rolls to be, like, the first three? Yes. Most of them rolled four successes and multiple advantages. Okay. All right. Uh, Another spell of getting cast. Are you counterspelling, you two? No. I don't know. If I can do it for free, I'm just going to keep doing it every time. I believe there is some cost to counterspell at some point. I don't actually remember what the hell it is. Oh, no. I'll look that up in a second. Uh, I think it ha- it might be just use it might use like your reaction slot or something. I'll have to double check that, but. Right. Yeah, I, I didn't know if there would be like one or two of them since I prepped a counter spell beforehand. Okay, yeah, that's what that's a maneuver. Fair. So, yep, that's fair. Yeah, I, I don't want to screw a thing. So if it's just no. one, it's one. All right, second spell gets cast. You guys see kind of a wavy form, kind of form right around the door here. It almost looks like. almost like a flame-type barrier kind of covers from edge to edge of the door. Not on the door itself, but kind of right right behind it, essentially. Uh, And it makes the entirety of that area just kind of look like things are happening incredibly fast behind it. It's like an obscuring spell. Does this affect Yuturu at all? Yes, it, it it definitely looks like things are moving fast to Yuturu as well. So there's probably, you would guess that there's some type of haste for those of you who are magic-based. Uh, yeah, we're going to want to dispel that. All right. PC slot. Okay, how many PC slots do we have in a row? 
Not <laughs> many yet. Kind of evenly matched from here on out. Okay, my intention was that Ehrlich was going to create essentially an ice golem and, you know, have this gigantic ice monster essentially start brawling the um, brat monster. I'm on board with this. So I would imagine it's either I'm going or like summoning. I'm going for Grand Summon with Ally. Summon Ally. Um, it would probably have some range disadvantages, but I mean, Conjure is absolutely under Arcana, so he should be able to do it. All right. Throw together your dice and the blue die. Okay, how many range? I'm trying to go behind the the haste thing, okay? All right, if you're going to shoot through the haste, that's two range difficulty penalty. So you got one for your easy check, two for range, and two for grand summon. Yep. That looks right. One failure, but one advantage. As you kind of summon the ice golem beyond the haste, your magic kind of skews weird as you try to cast through another spell, and it, like it, it kind of gets away from you. Essentially, it just kind of it starts to form, but then kind of falls apart. So you could make that difficult terrain if you want, or you can do something else with your advantage. Up to you. Uh, I think that's an idea. It it the golem would start to form, and it would just kind of like fall into the doorway inert and make it so that you know we have a moment here and they're going to have to burn through this thing and this barrier to get to us all right sounds good don't forget to take your stress if you haven't already that's two right that is correct npc's lot Moves up and grabs something off the workbench and down to PC slots. Wait, how much damage did I do to the rat? A number greater than your throne. I mean, based on the number of successes plus your damage of your sword. Okay. Okay, that's fine. This is fine. It's a start. Mm-hmm. Who wants to go next? I'm trying to decide if it's worth trying to do a dice roll to dispel the haste field. Arcana is not my specialty. I just have just enough of it for flavor.
All right, does anybody else have any ideas? Otherwise, killing their buffs is probably step one before they pile on Alistair. I mean, Ehrlich could do the dispel. He has Arcana in spades. And I'd have Yatiru convey to Ehrlich that it needs to be what that field is and why it needs to be gone. Do you see the, the, the distortion there? Yes. It is empowering them. You, can you remove that? Yes? No? I can attempt to, yes. Once I remember how... If you're going to basically attempt to attack the magic, essentially, try to break the concentration, so you either, either have to be in visual range of the caster and attack the caster directly to try to force a concentration roll, uh, just like we have done with Futuro a few times. Or if you want to basically try to pick apart the flows of the magic that can be used as an attack spell versus basically their, um, their magic skill. Okay, so right. dispel additional effects. Okay. I guess it would just be range. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the base base difficulty of dispel is three purple, and then you're putting two range on it, so it'd be a five. God damn it, hold up. No worries. Okay, rolling. One success and four advantages. All right, the field goes down. I would like to use three advantages to heal strain. Okay. And what about the last advantage? Um, that's all I needed. Uh, boost die. Okay, sounds good. For someone else. Next PC slot. All right. I would assume at this point, Irv, it's either like you shoot into the room, shoot the rat, or I do a another one of those big spell barrages at the rat. Okay. But one um, of us has to nuke the bastard. Did you dispel the thing? 
Ash did, in fact, dispel the thing. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. I, I would like to propose. Rat, I would like to propose a use of a story token. To do what? Because this is rat bashing session. I feel like we should use a story. I'm gonna. I want to use a story token to make, force everybody to f- like compulsively attack the rat. Nothing else. Uh, shouldn't you kill the casters though? Supporting said rat. I would agree. I would agree. But rat bashing. Let's it's been see. a while. I don't know that that would work for a story token used to force other people to your will. <laughs> rat bashing. Yeah, we could just unofficially agree to do that until one of these casters come into, you know, rage. I think that would end poorly. Wait, wait, wait. Are you telling me that Chukorg is using strategy right now? Chukorg is a friend of rats. <laughs> Jesus Christ. This hurts. Right. This hurts. I'll take never, the initiative then. Has never bashed a rat. All right, so in that case, Tiru, his spines drift away from him, forming an array, sort of like in front of Alistair towards Bonnie 5. And he is going to nuke this thing from orbit. Let's go. Woo! It's the only way to be sure. Bash the rat, hearty door! All right, so... I'm guessing that's like uh, two on the range. Yep. Let's see. Is there any effect that will aid this glorious bashing adventure? You're doing just a stranded attack spell? Oh, it's Yatiru's usual, like, holy smite. Okay. I'm debating whether Empowered will amp this up or not. I mean, it certainly will. I mean, you know that that thing still has magic on it, right? Like, it has a similar similar type of glow to Alistair, so... Yeah. So, I'm probably going to assume... You know what? No, I have a new plan. I'm going to use Manipulative. That'll be the final one. All right, so two range, one for holy, one for manipulative. All right, let's go. Three successes, zero advantages. All right, where are you abandoning it to for manipulative? Um, I'm teleporting it within bashing range. All right. So... Not only am I doing the holy blast of damage, I'm also yanking it away from wherever it's being concentrated upon and doing that. So, Marius, if you want, you may try to burn a story token to have the field protecting it temporarily drop from it unexpectedly being away from where the channeler is channeling its barrier. Would you choose to burn a story token to amplify the bashing? Yes. Yes, rat stomping boots. All right, Kay. 
It's probably also taken the club hit, so how much damage has this thing sustained up until this point? Well, that's like asking if there's a number attached to that. No, I, I, that's not that's not how this rolls. How how does this rat look after taking a giant bat rashing punch to the face? And basically full power anime to the face as well. It looks annoying. All right, and I am going to use Yatsuru's maneuver. Move him back a little bit. Actually, no, I will trust in the Alistair shield and just do counterspell again. All right, let's go. All right. Protect me, meat shield. The giant Bonnie Five, annoyed, it was rushing for it, as you remember, then all of a sudden it kind of got pulled out, kind of disoriented for a moment, got wholly smited to huge levels of pain, and now it makes its first attack against the Alistair Shield. Did it to those difficult terrain check? Uh, um, I, th- I teleported it past the difficult terrain, so our difficult terrain is like intact and unopposed. It's just now on the opposite side of the Grand Ice cave Alright. So, it has a brawn of four yellow on that attack. This is the two, and you have a butt-ton of these from your roll. And then it's a freaking storm vermin. <laughs> it is adversary one, so it gets one of those. And I think that's the roll. Yeah. Five successes. Alright, so you have plus five to Alistair's soak. So Alistair has a base soak of five. You've added another five, so that's ten. It has five successes, so that does... It's, so damage eight plus five is thirteen. Crits on three advantages. Pierces one versus armor and sunders on two. Okay. Uh, all right, so it has no advantages, so it can't trigger its extra effects this round. Uh, but that will be... 13 minus 10 is 3 damage to Alistair. No, no. If he bleeds, it can kill him. Is he bleeding? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. 3 damage. Okay. PC slot. So, uh, All right, Marius, do you want to do the bashing? The retaliation is at hand? Uh, Alistair is going to lift his shield... Like, he's about to fucking bring a shoe down on a cockroach. And he is kind of in response to the the, the fact that he is rat-bashing. The shield somehow becomes more menacingly spiky. Okay, so you're going to manipulate your shield with energy? Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, do I have to cast a spell to do that? 
Uh, it, it will take at least, I would say it's at least going to take your maneuver up to front an action, you know, to do that. I don't know, unless okay. you're going to substantially change your shield. I don't think we need to burn no, it. Just it was already a spiky shield. This is just kind of accentuating the spiky, spikiness. Yeah. Okay. So it's just flavor as opposed to bonus damage. Correct. Matter. And Alistair is going to smack the shit out of this rat with the broad of his shield. Alright. Uh, it is two purple difficulty for a base melee attack. Plus it's... Does this qualify as melee heavy? If your shield is heavy, yeah. Uh, if you're like... Because you you've described this as like a tower shield, right? Basically, except I don't have a tower shield card, card for it. That's okay. We can infer. I would just it. You can make it melee heavy. That's fine. Cool. This isn't the dice, right? Well, that's your opposed. That's what you're opposed to. Okay. Uh, one, two, three, four. Hmm. Wait a second. Black die look. Suspiciously easy. <laughs> you're right. You're right. They are suspiciously easy. Let's make them easier. I'm going to flip a story token again. All right. Remember how we were joking about burning three story tokens in a row? <laughs> <laughs> we can't keep hoarding them, guys. We got to use them. I'm using it to. to... Put in my rat stomping boots. Well, he's we're, just we're... gonna throw it back at you to make something else harder. That's that's fair. It is what it is. All right. Oh, I'm sorry. I got I got to remove. Actually, I got to remove two of those black die because you two temporarily disabled the shield. So, would that story token possibly convert the red to a purple, or what would it do? I'd upgrade one of those green to a yellow. All right, I'll take that. Ew. All right. Come on, Daddy. Come on. Ah! Fat rolls! Fat rolls! I'll take it. <laughs> it at least hit something. <laughs> it does hit. All right. Smash into this thing hardcore. You feel it kind of like slides back under the pain of your shield. We'll take its bashing damage. <clears throat> Uh, crit is six. You did not certainly not get that. Okay. Um, damage plus zero. Yep. Good. Good. All right. So, success plus your brawn minus its soak. Perfect. Perfect. All right. Perfect. Got it. Any flavor text you want to add to that attack? So, uh, how are those threats being calculated currently? Was that like loss of damage, or can I can I say one of those uh, kind of has? I, I want to take strain. I, I want this to be an active passion for Alistair, so so passionate that he gets lost in whacking the crap out of this rat. If you want to take some strain for some of the threats, I can. I'm good with that. Uh, one per threat or two per threat. One per threat. I will take two strain. 
All right, and I'll say the other threat. I'm just going to go ahead and draw in one of these little circle pieces here. Damn it. The counter is going to go to the end, and we're going to get another giant bone worm. All right. Are we back in PC slot, or did... NPC slot. All right. So this guy is going to rush up here, and he's going... Let's see, we've got that one's melee, that one's melee. Okay, he's going to cast a spell. All right. Can I add a black die to make it vaguely more inconvenient by the power of Counterspell? Absolutely. Counterspell feels genuinely useless. Like, compared to the scale of the dice rolls, I don't know if there's anything that's supposed to augment it in the game or if it's just simply there. Can multiple people Counterspell? I actually don't know the answer to that question. That would explain the uh, limitedness of it, though. That was the case. We have a whole extra caster that that can counterspell, possibly. All right. Nothing tangible happens. You see magic fly, but nothing it kind of breaks over Alistair's shield of magic. Tira's light pulses a little bit as the counter spell goes off. Alright. Hi, True Gorg. Is it possible for me to maneuver behind the rat? Yes. True Gorg maneuvers. This is behind. a horrible fucking plan. Listen. It's an excellent plan. You are going to get hit with everything in the room because the uh, Soki Tanky character is now behind you. Yeah, he's got the rat dealt with, and now there's all these squishy casters in the back. You're assuming they're squishy. Yeah, they might not be Yatiru levels of squishy. They're absolutely... They could be meaty. Chugorg moves back up in the hallway behind the rat, sliding along the wall. As he gets to the corner. Now, how close is this other guy to the corner? Uh, which color are you talking about? Yellow. He's just kind of on the barrier edge of the door, kind of peeking around. All right, Chugorg. Directly on the opposite side of the wall, reaches around and uh, grabs him and pulls him around. All right, you're going to try to grapple him? Yeah. All right, that is a brawl check. Excellent. That is versus two purple for standard brawl. And you get one setback die because you're trying to brawl. You're trying to do this around difficult terrain. All right. Is that all? That's it. One success, one advantage. Excellent. You know Kung Fu. All right, so you're, you're locked into hand-to-hand combat with this guy? That's what you're going for? Yep. All right. 
Would you like to burn that advantage on possibly being able to maybe maneuver him to be like a human shield? Well, yeah, he kind of is blocking. He is in front of me, uh, between me and the rest of these. So the the red and green probably have a better angle than blue and. Yeah, yep, makes sense. All right, be back to top of the order. Uh, I didn't hear Sybil go. Did we? Are we missing a PC slot, or did we double up? I think we doubled up. Yeah, Sybil was like, cry. Feel free to step in whenever, but you kind of put yourself at extreme range relative to all of this stuff. You can move your if you wanted if you didn't want to be that far away, cry. You can move yourself closer. That that's fine. I'm intentionally in the hallway. I'm waiting on you guys to fuck it up. Okay, fair enough. All right. <laughs> you rave, okay. <laughs> she definitely was. No, I sit back and listen. Remember, I am a stowaway. I am not here to change anything. I'm here to listen and only input when you do do stupid shit. And Eric, stop looking at my screen. That's code for she's watching the time traveler's wife, and she had totally <laughs> phased out. <laughs> <laughs> she's not invested. All right. About to lose access to my desk. <laughs> um, Shukor, uh, the guy in the red rushes. He kinda, he's kind of going to try to get through the difficult terrain, so that's going to be his first check with a quick athletics check. But then after that, uh, he's going to attempt to slobber, clobber you and break you guys apart. So first we're going to try a difficult terrain, see how he does. All right, yeah, he makes it over the difficult terrain. He's gonna have, he's gonna suffer a bruise, uh, and take a black die to his attack on you. We're getting over the difficult terrain, uh, and he's gonna basically, you see him, you see this this black spirit. You know, you've, at first you don't see him, then you're engaged in this hardcore struggle with this other this other spirit, and then almost out of the corner of your eye, you see like a black, shadowy warhammer, just start clum- coming down towards your head. Uh, so we're going to see what this does. Wait, who's that coming in? Chugorg. Okay, good. Not what do you mean, good? Right. He doesn't have your soak. Let's get the skills a second. He didn't need your warning strike. <laughs> I'd like to flip a story token. Okay. <laughs> do it, do it. Chugorg is, uh, he's, he's I got a thick skull. <laughs> All right. I'll update one of those uh, purples to a red. <laughs> this is a story token burn. I feel like this is a permanent trait thing. <laughs> All skull attacks are red. Ah, damn. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So Warhammer comes against your head. That is damage five, crits on three. Does he have... No, he does not have... Okay, so that is going to be 8 minus your soak of 6. So you take 2 damage. Uh, See, he's um, fine. That wasn't as bad as I thought it'd be. <laughs> Wait, remember, you have threats to assign now. Uh, what's the, what threats do I get? I don't know. Threats that you get to assign. Yeah. You get to say they get a problem. What okay, do you tell them? I want my threats to be that Red done fucked up. 
because now he's within arm's length of Chukorg. You may want to burn the other threat on having the hit spin Chukorg slightly to make yellow even more of an obstructive defense. Uh, I would like... Uh... Yeah, I'm still. Did it? Did yellow get dislodged for me, or is he? No, they did not have any advantages, so he is not. You are still grappled. You just took a hit to the head. All right. Uh, glancing blood of graze yellow. Um, you kind of roboted there. Can you repeat that? Sorry. Uh, gl- the uh, ham warhammer. Uh, you know, uh, great uh, bounces off and hits yellow. <laughs> yeah, okay. grazes him a bit. All right, yeah, I can do. I can roll with that. All right, NPC. All right, so blue is going to act and attempt to re-raise the haste. And does it want to add another effect to that? Mm-hmm. No, he's not going to do that. We're just going to we're going to keep it simple for now. Roll, chump. Oh, Jesus Christ! Here, wait. I, I have I have a suggestion uh-huh. for the next roll. You actually have to throw the dice, not hit R. Oh, okay. Hastefield is back up inside the room. NPC slot number three. It's going to be... We'll have yellow. We'll have yellow because they're, they're engaged with two Korg. Just took a glancing blow to the head, so we'll give him a black die for getting hit in the head with a, his buddy's hammer. Uh, but he's going to try to give you some burning attack. Burning hands! A burning touch, if you will. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You might say that, yeah. Uh, and he's gonna he's gonna he's not he's not gonna be satisfied with just a standard old Yeah, he's gonna do he's gonna try to do fire. He's gonna try to do fire. It's not gonna be your standard gentle caress. It's gonna be a fiery burning touch that you might want to get tested at afterwards. Sorry, sorry, I'll, I'll I will pick up and roll. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shame I can't just keep spamming counterspell forever. Four successes and four threats. Oh, boy. That worked out better for us. <laughs> well, you say that. Um, all right. Chukorg, you are going to take, that is four plus, four is eight. On the attack. Yep, yep, yep. Attack has no critical rating. Okay, good. Yep. All right. So that is eight minus six is two more damage. So I just take two more damage? You took two more damage. You may also spell a little chart. Yes. What would you like to use those threats for, Trugor? Do you have any ideas? I like the threats to... uh... You know, shit. 
You could help strain him out, like that. You could affect added strain to him for. He already took strain for casting, but you could add strain for additional strain for being doing that while fighting you. All right. While he was doing his magic hands, Trucor manages to get him into a chokehold with his right arm. I'm not sure choke holding a spirit would do anything. It absolutely would because it transfers over into the spirit world and they gotta breathe. That that's not how that works. <laughs> Anywho, I got him. Also, very... also, wait a minute, wait a minute. Shukort is a divine being. Yes. Oh well, here we go. <laughs> Maybe that could be part of the threats. Yeah. He's phased these things, and we're actually a, almost afraid of how little damage he's taken for these two attacks so far. He took a freaking warhammer to the head and was lit on fire, and it. It's barely done anything. Okay. They are not uh, used uh, to an orc that that's this resilient. I want my threats to be that I get Yellow into an even more precarious position for himself. And also I begin, you know, like letting off this wicked smoke. Okay. <laughs> what? Awesome. Yeah. I'm what like is the wicked smoke? Like I'm smoldering. It looked really awesome. Okay. <laughs> I get like a plus plus three cool factor while it's in effect. How about I give you a boost die to your next roll because you're feeling extra confident? It's not as... Okay, that'll work. It's not as good as looking cool, but... I, I think that Chewcourt should start, like, laughing. It is a PC slot now. I have a thing I could do, but I have a question first. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the 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 ice golem that didn't really happen is it's like in a hundred pieces on the floor. Are yeah. are the two spirits effectively standing on it? Yes, yes, they are. Okay, is Chewcourt standing on it? I would say so. Just in the sense that he's grappled with that person. So, okay, Ehrlich. If it's okay with y'all for me to go. I'm good with it. I'm going to try to get Ehrlich to summon the thing. And since they're all like A, on dangerous terrain, and B, like standing on top of the thing that's about to come, like coalesce. Probably be good. Shrug. Yeah. Who knows, since it's your summon, it might, if you get a really good roll, not hurt you, Gork. So that was Grand Summon with making it friendly with two range. Ehrlich is going to use, so he gets the boost eye from Troik. He's going to use his boost eye from before. Mm -hmm. Does that look good, Kay? I'm going to spend one of my story tokens to upgrade one of those purples to a red. These spirits are used to this. You're, you're firing into a haste field, and these spirits are used to all these crazy magics. All right, here we go. Two 
two successes and one threat. All right. Uh, can I? Can, the, the, there is one bit of narration I want to do here. Mm-hmm. Okay. So as Chewcore starts laughing uproariously while he smolders and there's smoke coming off of him. <laughs> his arms would kind of lift up for a moment, and that's when Ehrlich would try to activate the golem. So he's trying to add even more to Chukort's intimidation here by making it seem like the god king Chukort just summoned an ice golem underneath them. (laughs) Taking one from the Yatiru handbook. All right. Sounds great. So I'll give them damage for that. And I have I have a maneuver, right? Mm-hmm. Ehrlich would command it to essentially slam into the back of the Skaven um, creature. All right. So is it going to try to like run around Chukorg and hit the Skaven creature? Well, hold up. Hold up a minute. He has to command it to do something. What's what does everybody think's best? Should it attack the things in the room, or should it attack orange? Ash, you're not following the spirit of bat rashing. Shut up. You get to bash all of the rat. Yeah, I even set it up so you could do even more bashing. Come on. Okay, God. He 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 use he tell it to go charge through the spirits and into the back of the rat. Yes. Nah, see, I would have sent it after blue. So we could screw up his haste field and then screw up all of his allies. Is that that is going to cause problems if we leave it alone. Alright, so you summoned a rival of three. Of a ice golem. All right, why don't you go ahead and roll like a, an attack? I'll get you your um, go ahead and roll a melee attack with two, two purple plus one for the uh, adversary one, so one red, two purple, one red against that bad boy. Here, we can use this guy for stats, because he's a, a giant. So that would be... be three yellow and two green for that thing's attack. Get one setback for that for his melee defense. All right, we're good. Yep. Woo! Bash! Right, bash! All right. He is not looking good as you see the ice golem smash into the back of Bonnie Five. I think some of the threats uh, he's gonna he's gonna end up making Bonnie Five like rush, you know, basically stumble forward towards Alistair, um, basically get him like right really close to Alistair, kind of tripping over Alistair as it were. Um, 
with that, but how do you want to use the triumph, Ash? Hmm. See, you were rewarded for bat rashing, by the way. You may want to bank that triumph for your next action. Yeah, I think that's the best. That's the best. I'm going to bank it. All right. NPC slot. I feel like it's only appropriate after getting smacked in the back that Bonnie Five gets a chance to attack. All right. Bonnie Five's shield kind of re-emerges back up around it as the characters get back into view of him. Hastefield is up. And he is going to go attempt to reverse bash against the Alistair. He is going to do that attack. Okay. Yep. Yeah. All right. Um... Five successes. Again, I feel like this whole not rolling bit is hurting me. <laughs> Would you like me to re-roll it with a roll? No, no, it's fine. It stands. <laughs> All right. All right. So, big bad. That is five plus... What does he do? This is similar to the last time. Would it also yep. be three damage? Yeah, five plus eight is, yeah, 13. Yeah, and then, so yeah, three. All right, so I'm just going to go ahead and parry and gain three more strange to mitigate that damage. All right. Alistair parries deftly. PC slot. All right, uh, Alistair is going to summon his great sword from underneath uh, Bonnie Five. Bonnie Five, and he is going to take one fell swoop at this thing. So we're going for beheading now. Whoa, all right. We're going to go for a nice horizontal slash. And I have to swing heavy again, don't I? Four green. All right, is this what I'm rolling against? Yep. Goddamn. He's got his shield back. Oof. You feel your sword kind of go up for horizontal slash. You hit some of the armor and it kind of chinks off a bit and you see it just kind of like snap its head just to the side so you can't decapitate it. 
How would you like I'm to use that advantage? <sighs> um. Well, I may not have done any damage or of consequence to this thing. I want it to spin around now. So now it's facing the golem. All right. So I swung hard enough to at least spin it on its heels. Fair enough. Sounds good. PC slot. PC slot. All right. I feel like Ash or I should try to nuke Bonnie 5 now. Before it is too late. The alternative is I can try going after Haste Boy in the room. So we can just finally be rid of the Haste Menace. Any preferences, people? Do as you see fit. There's no good answer for as I see fit. Just take a chance. Do do take take the initiative here, Troy. Do do the the astroturf nuke. Um, might I interject now? Yeah. I'm gonna use a token. Oh shit. <laughs> and flip it. All right. So this is what I'm planning on doing. All right. I am going to Sybil is going to mentally tell Ehrlich to put up a wall around the rest of you guys, like a big bubble, to protect you guys from what I'm about to do. Sybil is going to project herself or, you know, teleport with a little bit of help from our local teleporter. Um, teleport me in the middle of all the mobs, and I am going to go what, uh, what Ash called it, nuclear, but it's not really nuclear. I have been, this entire time, saving up all my energy, all my frustrations, because I'm an elf, and I'm secretly an uber mage, and I'm going to just give off a shit ton of power and radiation and nuke these guys down to, um, Ash. Hmm. Interesting. So you wanna you wanna do like a area of effect, like kind of like blow out from you type thing? Yes. Alright. You two, would you have any problem being the conduit to the transportation of that? I feel like out of everybody, Yutira would be the most likely to know as to cues, figure it out, and teleport her where she needs to go. All right. Okay. So, uh, if you're trying to do AOE, um, you're going to be doing an attack spell. You're going to be doing multiple target. Um, one is easy. So, you're probably going to be, let's see, that's so probably two, and then one for blast for AOE for three. And then if you're trying to do, like, a major nuke, I would say that's probably empowered. So I'd say five purple. 
And then versus your, you can get a, you can get a uh, upgrade one of your dice as well um, when you put out your skills. So what type of magic are you using? Arcane? Primal? Arcane or Primal? You have any thoughts on that? I'm, I'm talking. Hold on. Okay, no problem. So, I got a question. Mm-hmm. Seeing as how I'm mixed in with them. Oh, absolutely, Shukorg. How's that going to play out? You're going to take so much damage. I, I imagine. You're going to force me to actually heal. How fucking <laughs> dare you? Making me do my job. I'm surprised I've taken as little damage as I have. Shukorg is a soak machine. He is all blubber. He is very much like the image you have portrayed him. Like, I didn't know that one dude was going to have a Warhammer, but. You've given it yourself a permanent attribute of fixed skull to deal with that, so. <laughs> I, I would like to. Maybe a resistance to head injuries. All right. Yuturu teleports you into the room as you cast, and you feel energy just radiating off of you, blasting the others t- away from you. Uh, let's see that. You have uh, one success in there. So one plus your relative skill. Okay, good. And then you empower that, so that is additional damage. Power deals twice the link characteristic. All right, good. And we are in short range there. Okay, perfect. Got it. All right. So uh, I think yellow goes down uh, for sure. Chukorg, you have a strong soak value of six. So that would have been. So you're going to take four damage from Sybil's spell. Oh no, he's actually injured now. Slightly. Enough for me to care. You've passed the threshold. And green will also go down. All right. As the mega nuke goes off, Ehrlich throws up the shield to prevent the people outside of that immediate area from hitting the blast concussive wave. We'll pause there for tonight and pick up next time. Woo! I didn't get to say my line. I'll go ahead and say your line. Uh, I I can't, not until I initiate, like, an attack. Okay. But you're not going to gloat over your triumph of beating yellow? I I feel like this should be up there. I, I am. I'll do it next week. You defeated the nerd.